Welcome to the Treble Podcast. I'm your host, David Gertler. Treble is a business networking platform that helps professionals manage, grow, and most importantly, leverage their network for new business and career opportunities. Our podcast highlights business professionals and their stories. Join us to hear how some amazing people navigated or created their own career path and share business insights with us. Hey, Amanda, thanks so much for making time today. Great to be here. Thanks, David. You know, um, the people who listen to these podcasts always love to hear interesting journeys. And since I've gotten to know you over the last few years, <clears throat> I thought you'd make a great subject and be able to provide wonderful insights. So thanks so much. Um, first, start, uh, start by telling us a little bit about what you're currently doing. Yeah, sure. So I'm the CEO of uh, my own company. It's called Magnitude Global Finance, and we're a boutique uh, consulting firm that provides, uh, we mostly work in like financial structuring related to pre predominantly climate finance and renewable energy. Mm -hmm. um, and I have clients, my clients are mostly um, like government, like USAID, the Asian Development Bank, sort of international um, donors and lenders. And I, I work with them to help either them on that side to structure deals or, or on the um, client side to structure an investment. Nice. And how long you typically do big projects, small projects, drop in? What what type of engagements do you typically do? Yeah, it really varies. Some of my uh, some of my work has been um, quite long. I have a project right now with the Asian Development Bank in Tonga that's been going on for two and a half years, where we're working with them to procure uh, solar energy. But then I've also worked on the other side of things where I'll do like a due diligence for a client, so that may be somewhere between three and six weeks. Oh, nice. And, and what do you enjoy enjoy most about what you currently do? I really like um, sort of it combines really what I'm good at, which is finance and numbers with doing good, which is more what I'm passionate about. So helping to, you know, get a renewable energy project off the table, helping to structure um, a complicated uh, financial instrument to solve a complicated solution like, you know, a, um, a marine conservation project or aquaculture or something like that, um, that isn't sort of your typical investment, typical structure. Wow. So the question is, how did you get there? So in, in college, one day you wake up and you go, you know what I want to do? I want to work for the, uh, the the people of Tonga to help them with a marine. Con how, how did you get here? What, what did you study in college? Yeah, no, it's been a lifelong dream since I was three to work <laughs> in Tonga. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think in so in college, I, I was always interested in international. I think my family uh, you know, I had uh, my mother and an uncle who had traveled the world, you know, and I'd always grown up hearing these stories. So I knew I wanted to do something international. And then I've always been, I don't know, sort of a bleeding heart, I guess, so wanted to do good. Um, so I studied international studies and then out of school worked on it, worked actually on some USAID type projects. So, you know, some of that doing good. Um, but it was really more the work that I was doing as sort of a junior person was really focused on kind of admin and project management. Um, and I wanted to get into more of the technical space, actually doing the work. Mm. Um, and so I had about seven years before I went to graduate school and I, I was working with like local governments and, and in, in developing countries and really seeing that, you know, the economic development in these communities were really sort of stagnant in a lot of places, you know, just not a lot of businesses, not a lot of anything going on. And I realized that, you know, private sector, there was a big role for private sector and finance and investment to play in that space. Um, but I didn't have that background at all. I just knew that there was something there, but I've been sort of very much on the government side um, for, for my early career. And so I realized I needed to learn sort of how the other half worked, so to speak. And so that's when I decided to apply to business school. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was fortunate enough to get into Wharton and I actually did a joint degree with um, Johns Hopkins Sice um, mm-hmm. and Wharton. Um, and really, I, I realized I really needed to hone sort of a hard skill. And so went into finance mm-hmm. um, and got that. And, um, you know, throughout the process, I started down that sort of typical path that those of us who've been through the MBA program uh, are familiar with, you know, recruiting for consulting firms, recruiting for the investment banks. Um, but I'd been based in Washington and kind of wanted to stay in DC. So there were fewer options. Um, so a little bit of a default, I, I wound up um, at a group that was a private equity firm that was investing in renewable energy projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that really uh, sort of checked a couple of those boxes for me, sort of using that skill that, you know, I think I'm fairly good at, which is finance and then doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it sort of rolled into it from there. Um, you know, I went to, to that firm. Um, and then worked with another private equity fund that actually developed geothermal energy mm-hmm. um, and then got into the entrepreneurship purely by default. The company ran out of money <laughs> and I got laid off. And so I started consulting just to, to pay the bills, um, you know, that sort of stopgap, assuming that I would find um, some other gig at some point, a full time gig. And um, that was in 2013. Um, and so it's been nine years that I've been doing consulting and I just, I found that I really like it. I like the diversity of the client work. Um, and, uh, I like that I can work on so many different things, um, sort of in that climate space, so fairly broad spectrum, um, from, you know, sort of the more traditional renewable energy projects to things like, uh, like I mentioned, aquaculture or climate adaptation. So it's sort would of you how say I that, landed here. <laughs> yeah. Would, would you say that, um, along the way, you kind of had like a guiding star, like you really wanted to get more personally involved and then made decisions along the way uh, to help facilitate that. You, you mentioned like developing some hard skills, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's really, it's been a combination of sort of, you know, falling into things and being more deliberate. So obviously the business school was a very deliberate decision. Mm-hmm. Um, the the getting into renewable energy was a bit of falling into it just because um, at the time, Washington was, uh, you know, very much a, a one company town. It's, you know, mm-hmm. becoming more entrepreneurial now, but that was back in 2006. Yeah. Um, and so there weren't as many options, um, especially in the sort of, you know, both using finance to do good <laughs> um, space. So fell into that. But then, um, you know, as I uh, have developed my career sort of post business school, um, I did work a lot in geothermal, as I mentioned, which was because I worked for that fund. Um, and started getting a bit pigeonholed into that. All of the work that I was getting was really, um, really around geothermal. Um, so I did sort of look to really expand um, my skill set and my client base deliberately and start, you know, just really kind of putting my name out there and saying, I'm, you know, I do more than just geothermal, I do renewable energy, I can do climate. Um, and rebranding myself a bit as sort of a climate finance mm-hmm. expert. Um, and, and I've been fairly successful with that. Um, I still have a fair amount of geo, geothermal projects, but I have a pretty good balance of other stuff as well. You, you said you were an accidental entrepreneur, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, you're successful because you've been doing this for almost a decade now. Mm-hmm. Um, would you go back to doing big corporate or you're enjoying what you're doing now or? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good question. It's one I, I struggle with a lot, actually, because I think, you know, one of the challenges in having your own firm, particularly when you're smaller, like I am, is, um, you know, having a, a platform, you really have to build that platform and that brand recognition and that name recognition. It doesn't come automatically, like when you're with a large um, firm. And some of the client work, while I enjoy it, uh, there there's times when as a consultant, you know, you do a project and then you just sort of leave it and you you hope that that it takes off or that something happens. But 
you know, you sort of jump from one to another and you don't have as much say over, oh, I'd really like to now direct this project and see it come to fruition. Or, you know, I'd like to implement those wonderful recommendations I made in that report. Um, And so with, you know, with a company or something, you may have more of that opportunity, both for developing a platform and then leading it. Uh, but obviously, there's lots of trade-offs with the bureaucracy, which I don't have any staff meetings, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing where uh, there's there's huge trade-offs. So I don't know. I mean, it would for the right opportunity, I would consider it if I were able to have a platform and be directing things. Um, but otherwise, I, I kind of like my gig. Cool. The current <laughs> gig that you're doing, uh, is it the longest that you've been in one place? Uh, with my company? Yeah. Um, yes, it is. The yeah. previous jobs were shorter in duration. You know, but, yeah, I mean, I, you know, like, yeah, three, somewhere between two and five years, probably at each place before that. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, what do you anticipate next? You, you, you know, like for the foreseeable future, you're enjoying what you're doing or have you looked back? I, I guess a broader question would be, as you look back upon how you've gotten here, mm-hmm. are there specific skills or insights that you'll use as you look forward to what you want to do in the future? Yeah, I think that really, I'm sort of at a point right now, um, you know, in my career where I think that next deliberate step um, is coming. Um, And I've thought, you know, for about the last year or so, I've thought through sort of that, that decision between sort of the, the big corporate versus entrepreneurial, um, you know, growing my company versus sort of steady state Mm -hmm. that, you know, I think I, I, my company's successful now. I, I, you know, make a good living. I like what I do. Um, but, you know, as I noted, I sort of, you know, just go with what, what clients ask me to do, um, which again, great network of clients and that's good, but I've, you know, developed this skill set over so many years and, and have a lot of insights and stuff from everything that I've seen. And so, you know, feel like I have something to say about that. And so it's sort of, how do I want to do that? Do I want to, you know, again, look for a, a, pla- a sort of a pre-built platform or do I want to, and am I able to, do I have the time to build that platform, you know, through magnitude um, in terms of both growing uh, as a company, as well as, you know, putting the brand out there a bit more um, deliberately um, to be able to, to more, more direct conversations rather than just contribute. Right. Have mentors or bosses played a positive or negative role in your career over the, over the last few years? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've had, I've been really, really uh, blessed to have two tremendous mentors um, very early in my career. Um, One of my first bosses, um, you know, she just really took me under her wing. She, this was when I was working with local government. She'd been a former city manager, was just, she's just a really dynamic leader Mm -hmm. um, and really encouraged me, um, got me my first overseas assignment. I mean, she just always was helping, looking for opportunities for me. I, I, in fact, I went in one day and asked her at a review, you know, she said, oh, what do you want to do in the next year? And I said, well, if there are any overseas opportunities with our organization, um, I'd be very interested in doing that. And the next day she offered me a job going to Indonesia. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> careful what you ask for, but it's also good. Um, and she's been, she's now a, a dear, dear friend. Um, you know, it's been a lifelong friend for the past 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more recently, about 10 years ago, um, met a fellow Wharton alum who's, you know, a, a few years older, not that much older, but much more successful um, in this space. And uh, she's in finance and um, investments and works in climate Um change. And she's just been a tremendous advisor to me, looks for opportunities and, you know, I just, and we just really get along. And so, yeah, I've been really fortunate to have sort of two of two really great mentors there. 
have, have had plenty of negative experiences as well, which I think we all learn from, but focusing on the positive, <laughs> I have yep. you know, two great, two great mentors in my life who I both consider friends as well as, you know, the giving me guidance. Yeah. So the two things that stuck out to me so mm-hmm. far um, in, in your conversation, in your, in your journey were, you mentioned, you know, uh, intentionality and mm-hmm. like just luck, uh, yeah. Yeah. right? You know, just falling into certain things mm-hmm. and certain things happening. Um, as you look back, what advice would you give to people in terms of mapping out their own career journey, regardless mm-hmm. of what career they might choose? Yeah, I think, yeah, a couple of things I would think about um, is, yeah, to every so often, you know, whether it's every couple of years or every five years de- depends, you know, really sit back and think about where you're headed. You know, a lot, like you said, we fall into a lot of things, we luck into things or we luck out of things. Um, and, you know, think about that, like, is this where you want to go? Um, and and if it isn't, then then think about what is it that you need? Is it a skill set? Um, you know, whether it's a certification, whether it's just reading up on a, you know, new technology or something like that. So really think about that and, you know, sort of have those intentional moments, you know, every so often. Um, And then I think one thing for sure, don't be afraid to ask. And I need to take this advice, you know, myself as well. But like, you know, I got to Indonesia just by asking, and I've had a few of those moments um, in my career where that's happened. You know, the worst that worst thing someone can say is no you know, and you're, then you're not any better or worse off. Um, and then the final thing somebody said to me once when I was quite young in my career and was really struggling, I was really trying to, you know, um, advance as quickly as I could. And I was coming up against a lot of headwind. Um, and my boss at the time, this great guy was just very relaxed. He said, Amanda, you just can't take everything so personally. It's not about you. And I think, you know, that was really a moment for me because really, you know, you're right. Everybody's just out there struggling. Everyone else is trying to get ahead and do all these things. And so it really, it, that sort of, you know, being empathetic towards people, but also giving myself a break, I think was good. And it just, it helps to, you know, give you a little bit more confidence and also kind of push away some of that, that personalization that I think some of us, we tend to internalize a bit too much. So those are kind of the three things that I've learned in my career. Well, that's awesome. Uh, Amanda, thank you so much, uh, Amanda Lonsdale, for sharing your insights, your journey. Uh, I wish you continued success. And um, thank you again for for, uh, a wonderful, wonderful inspiration. Thanks, David. It was a real pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Treble Podcast. If you're inspired by this story, want to network more effectively and unlock new business and career opportunities, download Treble from the App Store today. You'll need to search for Treble Network, all one word. We're offering an exclusive deal for our podcast listeners to get a free premium membership with the promo code TreblePod. Again, use the code TreblePod to get a free premium membership on Treble today.